Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. We're putting up new buildings, we're knocking down the old. We're working in the summer heat and in the winter cold. And the labour power we sell me boys for a hard and weekly pay Produces mighty profits for the greedy MBA And whether we were born here or born in Italy In Greece, in Spain or Ireland, in England or Fiji We all of us are workers, united we must stand until the wealthy bludgers have been driven from our land. We faced deregistration, it backfired in the face. We're not fooled by arbitration, we won't stay in our place. We hit the bosses hard and fast to win and keep our gains, and break a couple of concrete pours to back our lug of claims. So keep your powder dry and hold your head up high It's glass to glass and face to face, our limit is the sky We've got a fighting history and we never will be cowed Our builder's labour is a name to make a man feel proud And it is good morning from the Concrete Gang bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, and having tomorrow off as an RDO. It is not a bad life. Things are warming up in more ways than one. The temperature's also getting a bit warmer. It's a little bit more pleasant. Uh, daylight saving is now starting to seem uh, normal. It's not a bad life. Heating up, Warren. Heating up indeed. Things are heating up. Good morning, yes, everyone. Yes. The award-winning Good morning, gang. String Bean. Good morning, Annie. We're here carrying the Concrete Gang because, well, basically, let's be frank, uh, our other colleagues are out, they're on annual leave, and they're out campaigning in the internal election for the CFMEU Victorian branch. And we are not allowed to comment on the uh, candidates' merits, we can tell you there is an election on and it's another week to go before the ballot actually closes and we can say that there are a large number of organisers who are actually taking annual leave and they're out there campaigning because they have to. We are being caught up in one bloke running against the whole union and uh, he's running against all 16 elected organisers and all six members of the DBMC, uh, Carpenter's classification. So all these people are out campaigning. And it's a bit difficult uh, to uh, give you updates on what's happening because that's what's going on. How some people choose to spend their leave, Warren, you can't, you can't account correct. for taste, can you? No, <laughs> that's, their, that's their right and that's what they're doing. They have to do it because otherwise we could end up with who knows what. Not all people are doing that with their leave, are they, though? There's, there's some particular members of the gang who are 
who have had a holidays not camp. Well, maybe they maybe he's campaigning. Maybe maybe he's winning a few votes over in La Paris. Well, I'm told that he is campaigning by default. <laughs> by default. Yes. <laughs> That's about all you can do when you're leaning on the bar, isn't it? Just um, if you win a vote doing that, it is by default. That's right. <laughs> Anyway, let's talk about what is going on and what should be, uh, if we weren't having this election, absolutely non-stop grind on EBAs. Now, we've been talking about the new EBA for quite some time. It started getting rolled out in July. A hell of a lot of members, probably 16,000 plus of our on-site members, have already got the EBA and every day more companies are signing up to the new EBA. Why has there been a delay? Well, actually, compared to previous EBAs, there ain't that much of a delay. It usually takes 12 months to get most of the industry onto an EBA. This time, we're getting most of the industry onto the EBA in less than six months. So it's actually pretty good. But, of course, there is resistance because the federal government, Mr Turnbull, and before him, Mr Abbott, and their various minions like Michaela Cash who's got a hairdo like a uh, hovercraft that seems to move up and down as she uh, talks. When she blows so much wind, it's probably not surprising. And Nigel Hatchkiss and all the rest of them and their mates in the NBA, etc., etc. So there's been a lot of resistance uh, to the EBA. They keep getting promised that the code's going to change, the ABCC is going to be reintroduced with full powers, so don't sign the EBA. And if you ask your employers, and I'm constantly talking to employers, and they're all saying the same thing, oh, but what if the code changes? But what, but, 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 what if, what if, what if? Well, there is no new code. There isn't full powers to the ABCC. It's all dragged on. Just think about it. The 2014 code is what they want to introduce. And where are we? We're at the end of 2016. Hey, what does that tell you? The union's not the only ones facing internal elections. I think uh, Turnbull's trying to round up the votes in the Senate, and he's 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 not having any fun. I tell you what, there's there's people shooting off all over the place. Oh dear, it's a it's a it's a bit of a problem. But anyway, they're going to keep threatening to put it up, and we're going to keep resisting and talking to the crossbenchers and try and get uh, some. Uh, Decent result out of this for construction workers everywhere. But in the meantime, as I say, we are pushing ahead with the EBAs and there are companies who are, as I say, signing up every day. Companies that put their agreements in to be compliant with the 2013 code have given up waiting for Nigel Hadgkiss' crew to sign off that it's code compliant. Even though they've done it for hundreds of others, companies are getting mucked around because... Nigel decided he wasn't going to do any code compliance checks till after the vote, and well, the vote never took place, so it's dragged on now in some cases for eight weeks, and companies are fed up and they're just coming in, signing the agreement, and getting it put in for certification. But there are some companies. Just a small group of builders. They don't employ lots of people, but their members, or their employees are our members. They're just as valuable as the biggest employer in town. We are now having to go to protected action. Now, going to protected action ain't too easy. It takes a long time to get there. You've got to go through a whole long bullshit bureaucratic process. 
Uh, thanks, Julia Gillard, for the Fair Work Act, and we've talked about that a few times. But Keynes and ADCO and uh, Wagstaffs and Cockrums, all those companies... CPB. CPB are all coming up to either one, the protected action ballot, or two, they're coming up to the actual protected action. CPB have already got the ballot up. There's a number of other companies that voted this week. Kane Construction. Hmm. Let's just mention our good friends from Kane. Cheerio to Jeff Purcell. The best witness we've ever had in an application for a protected action ballot. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it, mate. The picture of you with your uh, award for being a good uh, witness for the uh, union's case has been distributed all around the industry. Uh, but no one told Jeff. Oh, dear. Anyway, Keynes had their vote. And i got to say, it was pretty impressive. There was one informal and a couple of people who didn't vote yes for all of the protected action things. So, in effect... Uh, it was 99% in support of protected action. And Jeff was at the, uh, the count, because there has to be a count. Conduct, all this is conducted by the Australian Electoral Commission. And he kept saying, but isn't there any no votes? No, they're all yes votes, Jeff. They don't like you. And the same thing happened with the ADCO uh, ballot, and I'm sure it's going to happen with the Cochrane ballot, with the Wagstaff ballot, and all the others that are now going to be taking place. Of course, even if the ballot takes place and people have got the uh, protected action uh, up and running, the company can pull out of dispute at any time and sign the agreement and get on with life. And let's hope a few of them are going to do it. I heard the gorilla cut his holiday short when, he, when the ballots got up and he's, he jumped on a plane straight away <laughs> when he heard that Kane and Adco are up. Suddenly he's flying back to Melbourne. <laughs> the gorilla would be on a surfboard paddling across the Indian Ocean to get back for Canes. <laughs> he loves them so much. Anyway, so the protected action ballots uh, have been uh, successfully carried by a number of companies. And as I say, Canes is the outstanding. They're the NBA favourites. Uh, but there's plenty more to come, and between now and Christmas, regardless of what's going on with the election, the union will be pushing on with trying to get everybody into the new EBA, get the new benefits, the new wage rates, the new conditions, and all the rest of it. And let's say very clearly, we're pushing ahead. The members have got to support it. This is the only way, when they're resisting like this, that we are going to get people across the line. So far, so good. So far, so good. Full credit to them. Now, just mention, i am change the order a bit. We should mention the follow-up to the Eagle Farm fatalities up there in Brisbane. There's been a finding out of the investigation, which is pretty obvious to all of us, that there was no method for those blokes when they were down in that hole to escape if anything went wrong. But the only person who tried to escape... Turns out to be the boss, Claudio. The uh, what's his 
D'Alessandro? D'Alessandro. Uh-huh. Claudio D'Alessandro. There you go. He was trying to head out of the country, but he was apprehended. At the airport. At the airport. <laughs> eh? Well, he's way to the Philippines or something? Or... Oh, there you go. He's just going for a holiday to get over the stress of it all. Well, uh, no, no. He says His lawyer says he was definitely not just trying to evade any charges. Purely coincidental that he happened to be on his way out of the country. Um, well... <laughs> Claudio, you are a disgrace. Two people have died because of your personal responsibility, to, which he failed to do, and that was to make it safe, to put in uh, a safe method of constructing that uh, precast structure and to have all the protections in place that needed to be in place. And I hope that not only have you been apprehended, not only are you going to be successfully prosecuted, but I'm also hoping that you didn't have any travel insurance on your airline ticket to the Philippines. They've taken his passport now, so... Good. There goes the holiday. Anyway, Claudio uh, will be getting nominated for Scallywags in due course. We're now going to cut to a little track, and that is Blondie and Union City Blue. There you go. We're going to cut uh, Blondie short because we've got plenty to talk about still, including the BPM prosecution. Now, you might say to yourself, what the hell is the BPM prosecution? Well, this is a matter that the gorilla and uh, the buzz have uh, mentioned before because it's indicative of the attitude of employers to women in the industry not the attitude of the CFMEU to women in the industry. I, I say it is indicative of the attitude of the CFMEU to women in, oh, when the story is told. Yes, when we get to that point. But the reason the union and a number of organisers are getting prosecuted by Nigel Hatchkiss is because there was a job uh, that was BPM, uh, non-union, non-EBA e- e- employer, doing some apartment developments, the bloke who owned that company has since disappeared off the face of the earth. He hopped on a plane, went somewhere. And uh, he, uh, he dobbed the union and that in for work stopping on a job where the amenities were totally inadequate and there was, in fact, women on the job and there were no toilets for the women on the job. Now, the members 
obviously uh, on the job, have got some rights. But the women members, as far as the ABCC is concerned, have no rights on the job. All they had a right to, as is mentioned in the papers for the uh, prosecution, is they could use the men's toilet with someone standing outside as a spotter, basically to tell people, oh, there's a woman using the, the men's toilet, so you've got to wait for a while. Now, like that's going to be a real success. Anyway, that total uh, disregard of women's rights is just indicative of a lot of uh, these, shall we say, marginal builders around this town. And it has been a problem that has been addressed by the union in the EBA, addressed on jobs and so on. But then Michaela Cash comes along and says the reason why there is low female participation in the industry is because of the CFMEU. And we're the only ones who are actually out there doing something about it and we're getting prosecuted. Mm. We've done something about family violence. In terms of the claim that's in the, in the uh, commission at the moment from the ACTU, in the Fair Work Commission, there was a demonstration last Monday in support of family violence leave being written into awards and to agreements. We've already got that in our agreement. We've already done the business for women in our industry, and yet we are constantly criticised as Michaela Cash, the so-called IR minister and also the minister for women, saying that we don't care about women in the industry, that we are, in fact, discouraging them from joining the industry. And I think, Michaela, you're talking shit as usual. And what about your number one henchman? What about Nige? Let's have a talk about Nige and his attitude to women. Mm. There was claims in the federal court for discrimination and bullying within his own department. And also, Nige, a few years ago, got uh, highlighted on the media at a uh, work barbecue. There he was in an apron with a naked woman on the front of it. Good on you, Nige. You've got great attitude, son. We kicked that out of the building industry about 30 years ago, didn't we? Well, well, 20 years ago, I, I would say would be an accurate figure. Yeah. Uh, but let's... Let's be clear. We're out there as a union with our organisers running the risk of prosecution to make sure that everybody's rights are protected on jobs, and that includes women. But when you get to a situation where we're going to have a trial in the federal court that's due to run for four days, so the whole lot of bosses, including Wagstaff's Mm. bosses, are all going to go in there and shit-can the union when we have simply tried to ensure that people got what they're entitled to in terms of the amenities on the job, including women's toilets, it's an absolute disgrace. And I think we'll be highlighting that to Michaela Cash, that you know, if she got onto more building sites and realised that there was nowhere for her to go to the bathroom. She couldn't fit a hard hat on top of that hairdo that she's got. I'm sorry. Looks like a bloody flying saucer on a windy day. Right, can't, can't get past that hair, can you, Warren? When you oh, look, when you got none of your own, you. Hey, listen. Let's be blunt. Let's be blunt. There ain't much happening in that head of hers, other than growing hair. Righto. Maybe that's why it blows up. There's a lot of wind tunnels going through the ears. Oh, and... she's oh, she's she's a blowhard. Righto. Now let's get on to another little matter. 
which is an alert that needs to be made across uh, all sectors of the industry. Geotech have had a series of incidents with their piling rigs, not only here, but also in New South Wales. There is an alert out now. People need to be aware that all of those uh, piling rigs from Geotech need to be inspected by independent engineers, by independent uh, experts in relation to cranage because there was an incident adjacent to uh, the rail track out on Sky Rail whereby the crane sector section of the piling rig, the actual winch and the uh, winch wire were caught and under pressure then went, uh, it snapped and went flying across and hit one of the adjacent residents' houses. Right? Now, there's been an incident also, a serious incident in Sydney, but it now seems, following investigations, there have been a series of incidents. And, of course, what's the answer? The answer is always, I'll get them drug tested. No. The problem is with the equipment. We've had a number of stories about... uh, our good friends from Geotech not doing the right thing when they bought a new rig out from Germany and the auger cleaner was too expensive so they didn't bother getting that but uh, that was creating problems on jobs in the southeastern suburbs. There's a whole lot of issues, folks, with Geotech and every delegate, every member needs to be aware of it and start the process of checking up. Right, Righto, what else has been happening this week? Stringy Bean? Well, it's been a good week for our friends. Uh, a, c- a company with a alleged, well, I, I think it's well established in the media that the Simic, Leighton's, or whatever they want to call themselves, CPB, Thies, um, have a culture of corruption. Um, and finally, the regulators seem to be realising this. So we had in the news... Uh, over the weekend, last weekend, that uh, ASIC is having a good look at these guys. Um, bribery allegations, failure to deal with whistleblowers appropriately who are um, exposing this misbehaviour. And uh, it seems like we're going to see these articles on going on and on. Uh, the, the culture of corruption continues. So apparently they've... Uh, Breached their, their duties, failed to disclose to investors the existence of a multi-million dollar bribery scandal. Uh, you'd think you'd mention that, wouldn't you? You'd think that would be a bit of an important bit of news. Um, but they haven't done so. Uh, it involves a, it's a thing in India um, where Thies, uh has been involved in, in bribery. And we've got um, yeah a range of allegations against various bosses uh, over there. So... When, uh, when you hear these allegations about the behaviour of the union, um, the, the, the people who are really... Uh, we've had a two-year royal commission and <laughs> um, it's all come to nothing, but we've got, uh, with, with minimal resources, ASIC having the guts cut out of it by the Turnbull government, even they can, with, a, with just half a look, can find multi-million dollar bribery scandals amongst the, the big builders. So that kind of tells a story. It tells a story about priorities in this country, destroy the unions. Uh, I'm going to be got to say that uh, ASIC doesn't exactly in, inspire me, uh, nor does it terrify me. I think it's a the old wet tram ticket. But never mind, Simic. Well, 
all the Spanish owners of Simic, I hope you're enjoying it. <laughs> right oh, we should mention a couple more things. We're running out of time. One is the picnic tickets will be available this week. There have been some issues with uh, Ticketek not being able to provide the uh, service that was required, and so we're going to back, have to backtrack and go to the old method of issuing tickets. That will all be happening. Shop stewards will be receiving SMSs and people need to grab the tickets because we're running out of time. Also, we should mention there is a belated nomination for Scallywag, sorry, not Scallywag, uh, Peggy of the Year. Nino and the lads at CF, CMF Labor. Greatest load of bullshit I've ever read, boys. <laughs> I say, I mean, I've got to say, the premises at uh, 20 Drummond Street are meticulous, absolutely spot on. But I think it's a bit of a fraud to put yourselves up for Peggy of. <laughs> anyway, if you haven't put up your Peggy for Peggy of the Year, you should do so as a matter of urgency. Get the nominations into 3CR, get them into the union office. Get them uh, in as quickly as possible because we've got to draw the result as quickly as. Now, Scallywags. We should mention that was a nomination for Colin, who apparently keeps a tight ship. Oh, right. (laughs) Uh, Not sure what's going on in that office. Yeah. Never mind. Nominations. Geotech. I'm going to nominate Keynes and Jeff Purcell for Sookie Lala. They're dead set winners, that that crew. Uh, Tears are being shed all over the industry for those guys. Yeah, Michaela Cash and Nigel Hatchkiss for all the bullshit about how they are pro-women. Absolute disgrace. I've got to name another little mob. Just keep this in mind, folks. I'm nominating them early because remember where you heard it first. Era Workforce Solutions. All over the town, Mr. Paul Fakani... Uh, that's how I understand it's pronounced. He's uh, got all sorts of associations around the country, a whole lot of associations back in Ireland. Paul, we'll be looking forward to keeping an eye on you. Now, I don't think there's any doubt as to the winner. Claudio mm. D'Alessandro. He should have uh, made his holiday to Qatar, I think, was what we figured, that he, <laughs> his uh, business practices would be appropriate in the World Cup development. Indeed. And where we, they, they don't count the dead. That's right. And we'll be coming back to a review of what's happening in Qatar because it's been a matter of interest uh, to us for a long time. So, okay, Claudio, you are Scallywag of the Week. Disgrace. And Keynes and, and Purcells of the Suki Lala. We'll go out in the same old way. Dare to struggle. Dare, Dare to win. win. If you don't fight, you lose. lose. Good morning from the Concrete Gang and we're going out for all the wrist uh, cutters of this world. Leonard Cohen passed away this week and uh, we'll have a tune for you. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.